Hey Pam, thanks for joining me again for another episode of Prescription for a Change. So I wanted to talk a little bit today about what I actually do as my career. And I've talked a little bit before about how I ended up choosing this career path and knowing that I always wanted to do this, which is not a very common thing. um, But my vision or dream and passion for medicine never really changed all throughout childhood, through high school, going through college, going through med school, going through the different um, clerkships or clinical rotations. And then, of course, in residency, when you choose what it is that you want to do. So I have one of the best jobs in the world. I absolutely love it. And working with children is something that I've always wanted to do. So very specifically in medicine, there's so many different fields that you can go into and so many different subspecialties that you can do. But general pediatrics is the best thing in the world. You get to see children literally from the time that they are born and see them through their childhood years and get them to be healthy adults. And that is really the goal is just making sure that children are growing, that they are developing normally, that they are thriving and grow to be healthy adults. And so just seeing that progression is fascinating. It is Um, There's always a laugh when you're dealing with kids and around kids. And, you know, there are some downsides to it that are um, can be an emotional roller coaster, but it is one of the most rewarding things ever. But the reason why I'm talking about that is just letting you know what it is that I'm passionate about. And preventive care is just where it's at, right? You really, our job as pediatricians is to make sure that we have healthy infants, we help them to grow, we help them to thrive, we give them the tools that they can then take care of themselves and continue on in good health so that they can live happy, successful lives. And so a big part of our health is our mental well-being, our physical well-being, of course, and just quality of life, having a good quality of life, feeling good, being able to do things that you want to do. um, And having that capability is one of the biggest things. So of course, I always talk about barring anything that is congenital or things that you were born with things that you cannot help. So that is just um, something that's genetic. So barring those things, most things are preventable. So we spend, and by we, I mean in the U.S., spend so much money on healthcare and, um, well, insurance, and then the healthcare system itself is just so expensive and probably the most expensive than anywhere else, which is unfortunate because we spend so much money on illness instead of investing in our health in the first place. So my question to you is, What is it that you find value in? Would you rather invest in your health now or pay for it later? Because your health, having good care, preventive care, really doesn't have to be expensive, but illness is extremely expensive. So just to give you an idea, 
and I'm choosing obesity, and I've talked about this before, because especially in children, this is um, now an epidemic. It's something that has been on the rise, especially in the pediatric population, which is really unfortunate, because obesity in and of itself um, is something that can be prevented. And there's so many um, comorbidities or other illnesses that come along from it. So things like high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, any cardiovascular disease, um, any bone disease um, can be affected, or those are the things that can come from being obese. And so obesity-related disease in the U.S. alone costs upwards of $210 billion a year. $210 billion a year for this one thing that is preventable and can cause so many other comorbidities or illnesses. There are only 300, and I'm using only lightly, just in comparison to the amount of money that we're spending on one single illness, there are 330 million people in the USA, and we spend upwards of $210 billion on one illness something that is now an epidemic. It has gotten progressively worse over the last decade, especially, and continues to be on the rise. So it's something that I am passionate about. I'm always, I mean, pediatrics is preventive care. That is, you know, bread and butter. Like I said, you're getting kids through and giving them the tools to be able to make good choices to become healthy adults. But we have to make sure that we actually have those tools. And part of having those tools is making an investment in our health. And part of making an investment in our health is learning the things that you need to do to take care of your body. You only get one body. And although our body is fascinating and is great at being able to compensate for many different things, and we're living longer lives, it's really that we have to think about the things that we are doing to keep our body well maintained so that we can not only live longer, but have a good quality of life for those years that we're living. So as a nation, we're living longer. As a whole, people are living longer. But we have that extra decade or two of life. Are we having quality of life? Do Are we feeling good? Or is a lot of that, those last decades spent on illness, and on things that are preventable. So if you think of health as an expense, it's not. It's really an investment. And this goes back to the question that I was asking last week is, what is your worth? What do you think you're worth? What is it that you're willing to spend? Because, I mean, we spend money on a lot of things. I'm using we in the general sense. Spend money on a lot of things that we just want, not necessarily things that we need, but being healthy or having your health or being in good health is something that most people want, but not everyone is willing to invest in. And I find that kind of interesting because again, like I said, when you talk about or think about how much you value yourself, what is your self-worth? What do you think you're worth? What are the things that you are spending your money on? What are the things that you're spending your time on? What are you investing in? What are you willing to put work into? So part of that investment is putting in work 
You have to work towards your health, especially as you get older. What do you think? What is that value to you? And how much are you willing to put in the work for that? But it really doesn't have to be as much of an investment of time or money if you are doing the things you need to do early and not waiting until you have chronic illnesses, things that are difficult to reverse at that point. So, you know, things like your cholesterol can be reversed. It can be diet controlled. Many people don't take the time to figure out what it is that they need to do. And so just say, okay, I have high cholesterol. I'm just going to take this medication. And of course, medication is going to work. It was created for that purpose. But then you're taking another medication and another medication because if you're on something for cholesterol and you're not taking care of that root problem, then you're going to have cardiovascular disease because all of that cholesterol is now clogging up your arteries. And that's going to lead to another thing and another thing and another thing. And that's where the expense of healthcare comes in for chronic diseases, hospital admissions or just ER visits and urgent care visits and all of those things add up. So it is extremely expensive for just one chronic illness, as opposed to just investing in your health from the beginning, taking the time and a small amount of money to do the things that you need to do to stay healthy. So what is that worth to you? How much do you value yourself? What are you willing to spend your time and money on? That's really what the question is. So that's important to me. I'm always teaching children about in ways that they can understand and develop depending on their developmental stages, helping them to understand how important it is to take care of their bodies, to take care of your teeth, to take care of your bones, to take care of every part of your body and treat it appropriately. So I'm going to use the example of cars because I know people love their cars. You pay insurance for your car for anything, any unforeseen thing that should happen. So you want to make sure that you have that. So that's your safeguard. But if you are completely reckless to begin with, then your chances of having an accident and having to pay that deductible or put your insurance to good use is going to be very high. And the cost what it costs to either buy a new car if it gets totaled or to put it into a body shop to get repairs done is extremely expensive. That's your illness, right? But if you invest in paying a small amount and taking some time for just routine care, maintenance care, you know, you get your inspection and you get your emissions done is different in every state, but you're doing that at least one to two times a year or about one to two times a year. Um, or rather once a year to every other year. And you're taking that time and spending that small amount of money to make sure that you get those things done, that you're checking your brakes and you're rotating your tires and you're getting your oil change and you're doing all of those things. You're winterizing your car, getting it ready for the different seasons and making sure that it's going to run smoothly because you want it to be a reliable source of transportation. You're not going to say, oh, I'll just take the chance and see what happens if I don't get a checkup or get my car checked for years. 
think most people are thinking of having something that's reliable, taking good care of it and having some insurance as a backup, as opposed to let my primary go to be the insurance and paying all of this money out of pocket for whatever may happen, whatever accident may happen. So why is it any different with our health? Well, it really is what you value. I value myself. I value, like I said, I'm priceless. So I want to make sure that I'm taking the time every single day to invest in myself, to do something to invest in myself so that I can develop and thrive and have a good quality of life mentally, spiritually, physically, and feel good about where I am. And that journey, again, changes depending on where you are in your stage of life. But you want to make sure that you're doing what you need to do to take care of your body so that you're functioning well, so that you're feeling good about yourself. So what is that worth to you? How much are you willing to invest? What are you willing to invest? Or are you just going to take a gamble and decide that you're going to see what happens, deal with the illness as it comes and pay for it as it comes? That gets extremely expensive. So until that, that whatever it is, until that happens, whatever illness it may be that, you know, comes about. And a lot of times people look at their family history as this, as something that's inevitable as well. And I've also talked about that is that your family history or past medical history does not have to determine your current health. There are things that you can learn from. You can learn from your family history and be aware of it and make sure that you're doing things, taking actionable steps, taking those small intentional steps to make sure that you're not falling into those same illnesses because so many things are preventable. So many things. I talked about before the leading cause of death in women is heart disease. That's something that's preventable. There's so many things that we can do to prevent that. Starting with what we're putting into our bodies and how we're moving our bodies right? Those are things that are preventable. They're, we really should not be spending that much money in this country on things, on illnesses that we can prevent to begin with. We have control over so many of those things. So let's take use of that opportunity. Let's take advantage of that opportunity. Let's get smarter. Change the way that we do things. Because if we're, if we're doing something and it's not working for us, instead of sitting in that, you know, you can sit and wallow in it, or you can actually do something about it. And that first step is probably the hardest step, but changing your mindset and saying, yes, this is something that I can control. You have control over those things. You have control over those things. Nobody else is controlling that. So you're making a conscious decision to either do things so that you can stay healthy. Yes, they can be hard. Yes, it can be difficult, but it's something that is doable. And it's just about learning how you can make it work for you. So everyone's healthy isn't the same healthy. How you do that isn't the same. 
I've talked a lot about how I do things and what things I believe in. I don't count calories. I'm not getting on the scale or stalking the numbers every single time. I'm just making sure that I'm doing the things I need to do to fuel my body, to nourish my body, to give it what it needs, to give it nutrients, not calories. I'm not counting the calories, right? And doing the things I need to do each and every day, finding the things that are fun for me. I don't like exercising. I've said that many times before. That's just not my thing. There are people who live for that every single day. Do I do it? Absolutely. Because at the end, I feel good. My body feels good when you're moving, you're not sitting there, your joints aren't stiff. And of course, as you're getting older, this is more and more important to do that to get into the routine. But I've developed a routine for myself. I find things to do to keep me entertained. So it's not boring. It's not the same thing that I'm doing every single day. I find different outdoor activities to do with, you know, my family and things that I enjoy that I actually have fun with where I'm moving my body and staying fit because those are the things that I like to do. But not necessarily being part of a rigid program or going to a gym and doing the same thing every day. I don't find that interesting or fascinating in any way. So I'm not going to lie and say that I love to do that. But there's some things that I know that I need to do. And so what are the things, what are some of the things that I can do that are going to make me feel good? And how can I make it fun? How can I change it or switch it up for me? And that's just me. Like I said, some people love to, you know, jump on their their bikes or do their rides or do Peloton or whatever else. I don't like cycling. I don't like any of those things. But I exercise five out of seven days a week. I move my body in some way, shape or form and try to find things that are fun for me that I enjoy. And that is how that is my healthy. That's what I do. So there are things that we can each do. You can find out what it is that you need to do for your own body. You can find out what it is that is going to keep you motivated. You can find what your routine is, but just find it. Get started, right? And like I said, this is what I coach my clients on as well, is being able to have those three pillars, be sound in those three pillars of your mindset, your movement, and your meals, And there's a system that I developed that worked for me, that worked for my clients, because it is the thing, it's it's the foundation that you need. So having any, just any old program that's not going to give you the tools to be able to be successful isn't going to work. So what is it that you're are you willing to invest in your health? Are you willing to continue with preventive care? So that is That's the very thing that we all start off with is preventive care. When you're born, you have your primary care physicians there, your OBs who deliver you, your pediatricians who take care of you, get you to 18 years old, and then you're on your way into adulthood. And then what happens after that? And even after a certain point, because I mean, I was, I grew up just moving, eating well, eating a good variety of foods. That's just the way that I grew up. But then a lot of those things fell off. You develop some bad habits somewhere along the way. Um, Some of it is just being in the teen years and not knowing any better. Your body is just, you know, probably at your peak physical fitness and being able to compensate, like I said, for a lot of different things. We put our bodies through a lot. And 
we're able to compensate up to a certain point. But then as you get older, you know, things don't have to fall apart. But a lot of people talk about, you know, how all the different ailments that they have, but it's going back to that maintenance piece of what did you do? Or what are you doing to maintain? And if it's nothing, if you're not investing at all, you're not making any changes, you're not making any steps towards that, then of course, you're gonna get what you get, because that's the fruit that you bear. If you're not planting those seeds and good soil and watering it and giving it sunlight and giving it the time investing in it, then you're not going to bear any fruit. So that's what I started to learn to do. Again, taking those small intentional steps every single day. They don't have to be a large overhaul. It doesn't have to be a huge thing that you're doing at once. Most of the time, those things don't work. It's slow and steady and being patient with yourself and giving yourself that grace and understanding that things may change. It may be different. Things may shift. Being able to pivot, that's important. But understanding what it is that you need for your body at that time and making that investment. Because I can tell you, there are some things that are extremely difficult to reverse. They're preventable. But once you have these illnesses, they can become chronic very easily and are very difficult to reverse and in some cases not able to be reversed. So if you have something like diabetes, which can be prevented, and there's of course a difference between type 1 and type 2, but if you have the kind that you're able to prevent it from getting to that point, I mean that can affect your kidneys, that could be lifelong damage. Those are things that can be irreversible. So just taking the time to think about that and to invest and to make those changes as hard as they can be now is going to be much more difficult later on to deal with those things, the repercussions of illness and not being able to have your health and not being able to do the things that you once were able to do. That can be extremely debilitating. So preventive care Rather than treating a single disease or condition, you're helping others to improve their health and maintain well-being throughout their life and have a good quality of life. It actually makes people healthier. It's screening and treatment and vaccines and making sure you're not just catching things before they get worse, but preventing it altogether. It saves money, it saves time, it avoids huge expensive hospital bills and hospital visits. You can prevent diseases that can lead to years of costly care or even death. So just thinking about that one thing, like I said, obesity-related disease costs upwards of $200 billion a year in the U.S., That is a lot of money, a lot of money. And while it's spread over millions of people, it's still a lot of money per person when you could just make those changes on the front end, take care of yourself on the front end. And now that you know better, you do better, right? So it's all as you're learning. And again, everything, things are changing. What I'm doing now is going to be different what I'm, from what I'm doing 
a year or two from now because I'm going to be older and things are going to be different. And my health, the stage at where I am is going to be different. Just like it was for me five years ago. I feel like I'm definitely healthier now than I was five years ago. But I learned what I needed to do for my body and made those changes and made sure that I was investing in myself so that I don't have to have a huge expense for illness. So something to think about, and hopefully this is something that inspires you as well, but this is truly what I enjoy doing and why I enjoy doing it. And it's just a great feeling to see those kiddos sprout up from infants to adults, right? And hoping that they take some of that knowledge that I've imparted and can use it in some way. So hopefully this helps you in some way, inspires you to get started on your own health journey. Like I said, you can listen back on previous episodes, um, especially how I got started. And then also, um, well, what you're worth, what you think you're worth, what your value is, which I spoke about last week, and also making sure that you're not putting yourself in a little pigeonhole or in a box because of family history. It doesn't have to be the same. What your family experience is doesn't have to be your experience. It can be different. So you can break that cycle. All right, so that's what I wanted to share with you all today. I hope that I have inspired you in some way to start your health journey and certainly keep a listen out for each episode. Every Thursday, a new episode is gonna drop. Cheers to your health. Welcome to the Prescription for Change podcast. I was a young mom, overworked, and put my own needs on the back burner. I was a superwoman, or so I thought. I needed to learn to do it all on my own. The truth was, I was exhausted, barely had time to spend with my kids and keep my house in order, and I was cranky. Nothing about my life said super at all. We were always sick, I had mom guilt, and my own health fell to the wayside. Weight gain and overwhelm over time led me to believe this is my life now. Health just wasn't in the cards for me. I will get myself together when the time is right, I am settled in my career, the kids get older, when I have more money, when things are perfect. But guess what? The time will never be right or perfect. This podcast will change your mindset from perfection paralysis to intentional change, leading to progression in a purpose-filled way. Create time for self-care, take charge of your health, and empower your family to do the same. Listen to next week's podcast to rewrite your history and live healthy on purpose.